Hi everyone, this is Bernie Ree with a, another episode of Intro to Zen Online. Um, this is going to be a relatively short installment, um, which will be focused on concentration, what it is, and how to practice it. Uh, also, um, with a bit of discussion of the importance of it, the benefits of it, but also um, the risks of putting too much weight on concentration in one's practice. So um, ordinarily, uh, the way I teach meditation practice, um, I suggest a relatively soft form of concentration. Um, so we'll use something like the breath or sounds in one's environment as an anchor for one's awareness practice, as a place where one's awareness can rest and when pulled away by thoughts, where it can come back to. So, uh, for instance, to use the breath as a specific example, I'll ask you to um, attend to the sensations of the breath in the nose, uh, in the soft tissue on the inside of your nostrils. And when thoughts or anything else pulls your awareness away from the breath, I'll ask you to take note of um, what it is. Well, first of all, that you that your awareness has been pulled away, and then to take note of what it is that's pulled you away. I've even suggested in the past that you note um, with words or labels what has pulled you away. For example, by using phrases like thinking, thinking, or wanting, wanting, or even um, repeating uh, the thought that has pulled you away. Uh, for example, having a thought that I'm no good at this. I, I'm never going to be able to meditate. Um, so the anchor or the base of the kind of practice that I've been suggesting uses the breath as a focus, um, but not so as to exclude awareness of other things that happens in one's mind and emotions and environment. Um, in fact, it's, um, you could say that the breath is used as an anchor so that one's awareness of one's thoughts and emotions can become clearer and sharper. Um, this is mindfulness practice, uh, also known as a vipassana or uh, sometimes called insight meditation practice. It uses a, um, an anchor so that the awareness can have a place to stabilize itself. Um, in order to more clearly see uh, the contents of consciousness so that when thoughts arise, one can uh, be aware of what thoughts are arising and then come back to the anchor um, until another thought or an emotion or sensation arises. Uh, and then you note that and then you come back to the anchor. So um, it clearly takes concentration to be able to bring one's awareness back to the breath or sounds or whatever anchor one is using. But concentration isn't the focus, it's insight. Concentration is being used in the service of clear awareness or insight. And so um, the kind of meditation practice that I've been um, suggesting might be called mindfulness, um, insight, or even open awareness, choiceless awareness practice, just, um, just uh, being aware 
of what's happening and using an anchor so as not to spin off into fantasy um, or daydreams. Um, but it can be really useful to spend a bit of time on a regular basis just focusing on the concentration component of that practice. Uh, concentration as a kind of mental meditative skill taken on its own. Um, so what this would look like is um, close to, but importantly different from the kind of practice that I just described a moment ago. So when you're focusing on developing concentration, you are, let's, to be concrete, let's, let's stick with the breath. So you bring your awareness to your breath in the nose, the sensations of the breath in the nose. And now the point is really to keep a uh, one-pointed, concentrated focus on the sensations of the breath. So, you know, inevitably thoughts, emotions, other things will intrude just as they would in the other form of mindfulness practice. But this time, instead of um, noting what has pulled you away from the breath, you just come back to the breath over and over again. The focus is uh, not on what has pulled you away, but rather on maintaining um, your attention as much as possible on the sensations of the breath on their own. So um, again, thoughts will still come up. Um, emotions, sensations, things will still pull you away. Um, so it's not that that will not anymore happen, but now in concentration practice, the point is not to use the anchor uh, as a kind of stabilizing presence in order to more clearly see and note what has pulled you away, but rather just to, um, in a way, disregard whatever it is that's pulling you away, and just keep your awareness um, on the primary object of concentrated practice, the breath. Um, you can also use other things like sounds or the flame of a candle or a certain bodily sensation. There are a lot of different anchors you can take for concentration practice. It doesn't really matter what they are. They could also be a mantra, right? Um, but the point is that you're not using the anchor as a place to come back to after you note uh, with insight and clarity what has pulled you away, but just uh, to give you something to focus single-mindedly on. Um, with practice, this becomes easier to do. At first, it will be very hard. We're going to try it in just a minute uh, for a short period of concentration practice. And at first, it will be hard, but over time, uh, it will become easier and easier. And of course, with ups and downs, you know, nothing's steady, uh, nothing's linear. You know, there'll be a spiral up and down. Some days will be easier, some days will be harder. But over time, you will know if you um, stick with this practice, an overall increased ability to stay focused or concentrated on whatever it is that you've taken as your anchor.
um, this will in turn make your mindfulness, your insight practice deeper because it will um, enable you to note thoughts without um, as often getting pulled away by them. Because, you know, of course, you know, when we do mindfulness practice, we uh, sometimes it takes us a while to even realize that we've been pulled away by thoughts, right? So there's that. And then when we do, there's also um, often uh, those experiences are just still nevertheless being pulled away into fantasy or daydreams or just whatever train of thought that we've been noting or labeling. Strengthening concentration on its own will um, enable one to note with clarity what has pulled you away um, from your anchor and then to return to the anchor without as often or so readily being uh, pulled away or spinning off right into thought or fantasy. So, um, so concentration for that reason is something very, very useful and important to practice. And I, um, I would recommend that uh, each of you spend a few minutes uh, every day, maybe just like the first few minutes of a sitting um, or just a few minutes uh, at a different time of the day from your regular mindfulness practice, just working on your concentration. You know, maybe just uh, take a break uh, when you're working. Um, you know, just uh, sit up at your desk, close your eyes, and just focus on uh, concentration practice for just a few minutes. You could just set a timer, right, for three, four, five minutes. If you do this um, with diligently uh, on a daily basis, uh, over time, you will um, experience a palpable increase in your ability to concentrate, um, which will have its own rewards because concentration produces a profound stability of one's mind uh, and a kind of calm and equanimity that comes with that stability. And it will also uh, profoundly deepen the insights, the awareness that you get in your mindfulness practice. Um, so let me actually just read uh, a brief text by John Kabat-Zinn um, that's about concentration. Uh, it, it will um, repeat some of the points I've made, but also near the end, uh, talk about one of the risks of um, concentration practice, which I'll touch on before we um, turn to concentration practice for ourselves, right, for a few minutes. Okay. So this is Kabat-Zinn on concentration. You can think of concentration as the capacity of the mind to sustain an unwavering attention on one object of observation. It is cultivated by attending to one thing, such as the breath, and just limiting one's focus to that. In Sanskrit, concentration is called samadhi, or one-pointedness. Samadhi is developed and deepened by continually bringing the attention back to the breath every time it wanders. When practicing strictly concentrative forms of meditation, we purposefully refrain from any efforts to inquire into areas such as where the mind went when it wandered off. Our energy is directed solely toward experiencing this breath coming in, this breath going out, or some other single object of attention. 
With extended practice, the mind tends to become better and better at staying on the breath or noticing even the earliest impulse to become distracted by something else and either resisting its pull in the first place and staying on the breath or quickly returning to it. A calmness develops with intensive concentration practice that has a remarkably stable quality to it. It is steadfast, profound, hard to disturb, no matter what comes up. It is a great gift to oneself to be able periodically to cultivate samadhi over an extended period of time. This is most readily accomplished on long, silent meditation retreats when one can withdraw from the world a la Thoreau for this very purpose. The stability and calmness which come with one-pointed concentration practice form the foundation for the cultivation of mindfulness. Without some degree of samadhi, your mindfulness will not be very strong. You can only look deeply into something if you can sustain your looking without being constantly thrown off by distractions or by the agitation of your own mind. The deeper your concentration, the deeper the potential for mindfulness. Concentration can be of great value, but it can also be seriously limiting if you become seduced by the pleasant quality of this inner experience and come to see it as a refuge from life in an unpleasant and unsatisfactory world. You might be tempted to avoid the messiness of daily living for the tranquility of stillness and peacefulness. This, of course, would be attachment to stillness, and like any strong attachment, it can lead to delusion. It arrests development and short-circuits the cultivation of wisdom. So that's the end of Kabat-Zinn's um, brief remarks on concentration. And um, wisdom, the, the word he ends on, that is, of course, the goal of practice. Um, to see into the true nature of the self. And one of the things that requires is seeing with clarity what constitutes the self. Um, and by seeing that clearly, to see through its constructed nature um, and to realize its emptiness right, or illusory quality. And that's where true freedom comes from. Uh, becoming attached to the tranquility of concentration uh, in the way that Kabat-Zinn is warning against at the end of his remarks uh, would be a, against this kind of, you know, seen, measured against this kind of ultimate goal, a form of um, a kind of detour, um, an unfortunate de detour, um, a way of bypassing um, the true work of practice, which is insight into the nature of the self. So concentration um, is a crucial tool in the practice of insight, but t taken on its own and to an extreme um, as something we become attached to can actually uh, derail our practice. So that's the worry, right? Um, so uh, it's a good thing to cultivate. It's why I'm talking about it now. And we're going to do uh, a concentration practice in just a minute or so. But um, to close these introductory remarks, I think I want to just um, emphasize that though it is important to practice concentration, 
um, it is not the end of practice. And so as one begins to experience the kind of calm, equanimity, stability, and peace that can come with concentration practice, um, please don't mistake that as somehow uh, the goal of practice. Um, just enjoy those fruits along the way, but realize that concentration is uh, actually just a tool for a bigger goal, which is the goal of insight and genuine liberation from one's attachment to one's ego structures. Um, <clears throat> so when we do our ordinary mindfulness practice, we are actually cultivating concentration. Every time you note what thought has pulled you away, and bring yourself back to the anchor of the breath or sounds. Every time you do that, you are cultivating and strengthening your powers of concentration. So it's not as if when we're doing mindfulness practice, we're not working on concentration. But there can be wonderful benefits just focusing on concentration in isolation um, from time to time. So this short meditation that we're going to do is going to be focused on simply the cultivation of concentration. Um, so please, if you haven't already done so, assume a comfortable position for sitting meditation. Or, you know, actually, as I've always said, um, you can do this lying down if that is better for your body. The key is uh, not so much whether you're sitting, but that your back be straight, though not rigid, and your front side be open and soft so that your breath can move freely, so your chest and your belly can expand and contract and rise and fall freely. So once you've assumed a comfortable meditation position, please bring your awareness to the sensations of the breath on the inside of your nostrils. And just feel the physical sensations in your nose produced by your breath as it enters and exits your body. When you feel your awareness, your mind being pulled away by thoughts, emotions, sensations, by anything at all, just gently pull your awareness back to the breath. Don't worry about what has pulled your awareness away. You might even think about it as putting your mind and everything else on call waiting. Just don't worry about the thoughts or emotions or sensations that would pull you away from the breath. And just moment by moment, stay with the sensations of the breath.
See how granular the awareness of the sensations of the breath can become. Feel how the sensations shift from the beginning to the middle to the end of every in-breath and out-breath. Don't worry about anything except the sensations of the breath. You may feel things in the body, thoughts may arise, emotions may call to you. You don't need to push them away, no need to forcefully try to push them out of consciousness. Let them be, but just keep attending to the sensations of the breath. Don't worry about anything but the breath. Sometimes when people start concentration practice, they feel themselves naturally straining, trying to just clamp on to whatever they're focusing on. And their bodies can even become a little tense, even if unconsciously so. But even strain, even effort is extra. That's just more that will pull you away from the breath. Don't worry about anything except just the sensations of the breath. See if you can 
even just become one with the sensations of the breath. Not even you observing them, but just the sensations and nothing more. That's how intimate you can become with the breath. So I'm going to end this episode in just a moment. Feel free to continue on, but also feel free to call it a day. Um, concentration practice is intense. Um, it's more intense than the kind of open awareness practice we usually do. And so it's good, I think, just to do it in small bursts maybe for five or 10 minutes a day, or at the beginning of a longer sitting. Um, but do try it every day for a while. Um, and I think you will feel its benefits, but it can take time, so be patient. Um, at first, your mind will feel wild and hard to stabilize, and that's natural. But over time, concentration will grow stronger, which will lead to greater stability and equanimity. And in these trying times especially, that is a wonderful gift to give yourself. It's also a wonderful gift to give the world So do yourself a favor and try it for a while. It will take a little discipline, a little willpower to keep it up, but it's worth it. Take care. Till next time.